Bob Thompson, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Episode one of season two. Yes. Right. Well, you and I, we've known each other for a long time. A while. And we talk about music fairly regularly. We do. Um, so I'm excited to jump into this. So today's theme is list your three favorite cover songs. Yes. So as I started to think about cover songs, we didn't set up any of these rules. So however you define cover song, that'll be great. And it'll be fun to see how those opinions differ between the two of us. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But in my mind, there's like, there's different kinds of cover songs, right? Like there's the cover song where someone goes, oh, I just want to re-record that song as it is. Yes. But then there's like, oh, I want to remake that song. Yeah. And then there's like a remix. But I don't know if that really counts as a cover or if that's just like... Interesting. Something entirely different. I did not consider remix at all. Yeah. Not, I didn't pick I, one either. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but yeah, that didn't even cross my mind. Okay. So when you start thinking about those things, then I start thinking about, okay, so what are some of the most famous cover songs? Mm-hmm. And I made a short list here. Um, and if any of these are on your list, don't say anything. Okay. Because we'll get to those. Okay. But these are the ones that just come to the top of my mind. And if you have any thoughts on any of these in particular songs, mm-hmm. feel free to say something. Um, so the first one that came to mind was I Will Always Love You, mm-hmm. which is Whitney Houston covering Dolly Parton. Right. The Bodyguard soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Your, what are your favorites? <laughs> I remember it. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different covers of that. Yeah. Lots of them. Is it Leonard Cohen? Is that the Leonard original? Cohen's the original. Okay. Who do you think is like the most famous one? Gosh. Uh, I know who I'm thinking of, but I uh, I can't think of his name. Jeff Buckley? No. Okay. That's the one I think is um, most famous. What is his name? This is embarrassing. Who sang it on the Shrek soundtrack? I knew you were going to say that. I love it. Rufus yeah. Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright is the one I'm thinking of. I love that one. That's my favorite version. Yeah. I don't think I could tell you, I can't, I could not distinctly tell you who is who. Like okay. if, you, if you played me, yep. any of them, I would not say, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah. The Beatles have a ton of songs that people have covered them, mm-hmm. but they also covered a lot of songs as well. Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. That's the one I have listed. Yeah. Do you know who originally did that? The Isley Brothers? Isley. Isley. Yep. Well done. Thanks. Um, from the 90s. We are children of the 90s. Yeah, we are. Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. Who'd she cover? So I think she was covering Roberta Flack. Okay. But the original was actually by a woman named Lori Lieberman. Okay, I don't know either of those names. Just like so. straight up out of the 70s, Lauren Hill killed it. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's how I define it. If someone did a cover well, they, I say they killed it. For sure. Or if they were just attached to Sister Act 2, then you know it's automatically gold. <laughs> if you want to be somebody. Yeah. If you want to go somewhere. Yeah. Better wake up and pay attention. So this this would be an example of somebody who goes, oh, I just want to play that song. And this is pretty common for bands to do at concerts. They... That's a thing. People yeah. usually pick one song. Mm-hmm. But on a live Ben Folds album, mm-hmm. he covers Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. There, there's like not much interpretation to it. It's pretty much... It's pretty much... Straightforward. But stripped down because it's, it's the album is just him and a piano. Yes, it yeah. is straightforward. But I love that yeah. version. It's really good. Do you have, Are there any other famous ones maybe that are on your list, but famous covers that you think of? I don't know how famous it is, but I know Cutting Crows did Big Yellow Taxi. Mm. And it was very much like the original. They did. Um, who did the original of that? Well, I don't know, because I know Amy Grant did it as well. <laughs> she did not do the original. But she also, yeah, that was also a cover. I don't know who the original was. Somebody in the 70s. I'm sure. So the Beatles, I mentioned them. Mm-hmm. They get covered a lot. Yeah. So I was not, my, my parents didn't listen to the Beatles a lot, like mm-hmm. at least in my presence growing up. Um, so my first real introduction to Beatles music was actually through the movie soundtrack for I Am Sam. Which is an amazing soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah. But it, it's 100% Beatles covers. Absolutely. And it's got like Amy Mann and Rufus Wainwright. Ben Folds. Wallflowers, Ben Folds, Eddie Vedder, um, Ben Harper. Mm-hmm. It's such a good... So I feel a little bit weird in that I actually prefer some covers to originals when I it don't comes think, to Beatles music. I think that's okay. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
then I'll keep listening to it. Yeah. It's uh, so good. I have a I have a substantial list of runner-ups to my three favorite, and one of those is a Stevie Wonder cover of a Beatles tune. Which one is that? Uh, we Can Work It Out. Oh, it's, I don't think I've ever heard him do that. It's so different, and it makes me laugh every yeah? time. It's just good. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, I did uh, a little bit of half-baked internet research. Me too. To see if I could figure out what some of the most covered songs were. Okay. Um, White Christmas is one that comes up over and over again. Now, <coughs> which is interesting. I want to hear your take on this because you you have a deep and abiding passion like I do for Christmas music. Absolutely. So, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so when I got your text saying, "Hey, we're going to do cover songs," yep. my like my wife Marie was like, "Oh, so Christmas songs?" And I was like, "Well, no, 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 that's different because the <laughs> whole different. the whole genre of Christmas music it's almost assumed that you're going to be covering yes the classic songs, and every now and again you'll get a Michael Bublé or a Mariah Carey that has this awesome original." Yep. But then all of a sudden, that's going to be covered again and again and exactly. again because yeah. that's the Christmas biz. There, it's almost like there's like a set canon. Like yeah. these are the songs that you do at Christmas time. Right. Of course, you're going to do those covers. Right. They're not covers. You're just recording them. Right. Now, I mean, I guess if we're getting down to brass tacks, it, it technically is a cover. I guess so. But when I'm thinking of cover songs, it it's just I separate them in my mind because Christmas is its own sacred thing. Yes, agreed. But the internet tells me yeah that the song White Christmas has mm-hmm. been re-recorded more times than any other song in human history. I'd believe that. Yeah. I'd believe that a lot of those top songs would be Christmas songs. Probably. Again, because of Probably. what we just said. Yep. Now, moving outside of Christmas music, uh, the internet also told me that Yesterday by the Beatles I've heard that before. may be the most recorded pop song of all time. Okay. I don't... Other than Boys to Men, I can't think of another band that's covered it. Yeah, it's an amazing but song. But apparently it must think, be everywhere. I did not even know Boys to Men did. They did. Um, I think it was on their second album. Okay. Boys to Men 2. Um, and then uh, Notion Magazine which I'm not a subscriber of or a reader of but Google took me there they said that YouTube last year revealed the most covered songs on YouTube like people uploading their own renditions of popular songs Yeah. do you have any guesses what what number I've got number one and number two they're both men and they're both current artists okay man they're both current artists and they're men solo artists. Yep. Songs that have been covered. Yep. Jason Mraz, I'm Yours. That's a good guess. I like that song, but it's not him. John Mayer, Body is a Wonderland. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, so number two, Justin Bieber, Love Yourself. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And number one, they say, is John Legend, All of Me. Okay. Which is a really good song. Yeah. That's disappointing that I, I put out Mraz and Mayer, and you, you say it's the right track, but then you say Bieber. I know. I think Bieber's a different track than Mraz it's and It's true. I say that, but both of the two that you mentioned are guitar players. Mm-hmm. Neither John Legend <laughs> nor Justin Bieber. I guess Justin Bieber maybe plays guitar. I don't think, and I could be totally wrong because I don't know much about Justin Bieber. I don't think of him as a songwriter. I think He's of from him Canada. A, I think of him as a pop star. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then I, I'll think of John yeah. Legend as a songwriter. I yep. assume he writes his own songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just being prejudiced against teen idols. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, enough with the, all the, the general things. Enough. I want to get into our list three things. Yeah. Favorite cover songs. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to reveal one of yours. One of mine. Yep. Okay. These are in no particular order. No particular order. The first song is Under My Skin by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Oh, okay. I heard that way before I ever heard Frank Sinatra's version. Yep. And I like it way better than Frank And that's Sinatra's the order. Version. Frank Sinatra was the... Original? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Frankie Valley covered it. Got it. Um, and I like it because it's very different. It's arranged differently. Like the harmonic and melodic structure are kind of the same, but the Frankie Valley one has this driving 
you know, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons energy that a lot of their up-tempo numbers did. Yeah. And it's a lot more... Uh, there's there's more peaks and valleys as far as energy got and it. like a climax of the song and it's just great okay let's listen to it okay I've got you under my skin. So, Bob, do you think that, you, in general, people tend to like the first version they hear more? I am under the assumption that maybe in this example, people do, because okay. it's Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And it's people who like Frank Sinatra really defend and like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yes, they do. I'm, Frank Sinatra's fine. Yeah. I have nothing against it. Um, but I think if there is a... Because this is a classic song of Frank's, and this is very different. It and is. so if you change something that's good and make it different, I think a lot of times people do not... In, like that yeah i think i have the advantage of this was the first version that i had heard yep um and so i do like the original but i think this one with the arrangement and with the energy um and again just kind of the peaks and valleys and the like the performance right i like frankie valley's mm-hmm. voice i like the style of you've got this powerful lead singer but then you've got three guys behind him singing <laughs> these yeah. backing vocals and it's you know 50s 60s and hokey but good and resonates with me nostalgically um so I think it depends, because I think there's some songs where it's a cover, and you hear the original, and you're like, oh, no wonder like the cover's way more popular, because yep. this original's terrible. Yep. But somehow somebody, some artist, found the goodness of the song and made mm-hmm. it their own and made it better. Yes. And so I'm not saying, like, I don't think the universe will think this is an improvement, but I Got just it. enjoy it better. That's good. It is interesting, because I think, like, uh, for example, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. That's another very popular, very famous song. Yeah. It's a cover song. Right. Otis Redding right. to the original version, and they're drastically different. Yeah. Very, very different. Um, I suspect if you liked the Otis Redding version, you don't like the Aretha version. But I don't know. Yeah. It's hard when the when the remake, or the, the cover, is so different and so powerful. Yeah, because at this point, I would think, why would anyone else even try to sing that song? Cool. Okay, so here's my first one. Get you ready? Me. I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to start with one that... Everybody knows. This is, this would also fall in the category of uh, very popular, very famous. And it is, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker. Oh, the Wonder Years. Covering the Beatles. The Wonder Years, right? So, so it's, good. It, that's how most people probably know of it. Yeah. Is it's the opening song for Wonder Years. Um, it was originally, Joe Cocker performed it at Woodstock. Okay. Uh, unannounced, just like launched into it. The Beatles recorded it in 1967 his came out in 1969. Okay. So like that's a pretty small gap mm-hmm. between uh between original and cover, which I wonder if there's like an average of like how long before people start covering your song. Yeah. But these days with YouTube and everything, it's instantly. it's instant. Like <laughs> as soon as that album comes out, right. As soon as you can stream it on Spotify, people are already covering it on YouTube. That's so true. I just love, I mean, you go back and listen to that original Beatles song and it's very light and very playful and very pleasant. It's bouncy almost. It is bouncy. But you come back to the Joe Cocker version, and clearly, he is uh, he is chemically enhanced. Yeah. yeah, he's influenced chemically uh, when he goes to launch into the song. But there's a big dynamic. I mean, it opens up very instrumental and very heavy and loud. Mm-hmm. Then he draws way back, and it just it almost feels like melancholy mm-hmm. and a little bit of like longing in mm-hmm. there, like he's looking for a friend. 
but then it just comes back and you just got the blazing guitars coming through and everything and i just love it i mean it kind of i almost didn't pick it because it's such an obvious choice yeah but if i'm making a list of my three favorite cover songs that's one of them yeah i like it because i think the beatles there's nothing wrong with the beatles one but this one feels so much more emotional yeah in a very vulnerable way absolutely i feel like the beatles were not very vulnerableness like that's not a word i think of when i think of beetle i wonder if they would have recorded it towards the end of their career versus towards the beginning now i don't my chronology is not awesome when it comes to the beatles yeah i was not alive then <laughs> um but i would assume this was in the first half of their career it sure sounds maybe like even the it. first quarter of their career yeah but if this would have come out towards the end it would have been very different it would have been very different i bet yeah all right listen to it for a let's second let's do it how do i feel at the end of the day are you sad because you're on your own i tell you don't you say it no more Number two, Bob. What's, right. What is your second cover song? Number two. I'm going to look at them and see which one I want to reveal second, or which one I want to save for last, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. All right, number two. Uh, it's a, a band called Lake Street Dive. Okay. And they do a You co- recently introduced me to them. I did. Um, they do a cover of Hollow Notes' Rich Girl. What? Yes. Oh, um, boy. It's really good. So Lake Street Dive is kind of, they have like a throwback soul sound. Their singer Rachel Price is just nuts, like nuts talented. And it's odd instrumentation. So she sings, there's an upright bass, a drummer, an electric guitar player. And they have keys in some of their songs. Okay. So this one is, you know, she sings, there's a trumpet, there's electric piano, upright bass and drums, and that's it. So it's a real raw kind of stripped down sound, but it grooves and is super laid back in the pocket, and they just get a great sound together. And it's a great tune. Yeah. Right? So like, it is a great I, tune. I like the Hollow Notes right. arrangement as well. Yep. Hollow Notes arrangement does sound dated, right? It sounds kind of 80s. Sure. It's obvious what decade that was made. Uh, uh, yeah. And so this feels more raw, and I feel like... With the rawness, there's more space sonically, so you can hear kind of the performances shine through. You're a rich girl, and you're going too far, because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man, honey. It's a bitch girl, and you're going too far, because you know it don't matter anyway. Send money, but it won't get you too far, get you too far. Man, that is really good. Mm-hmm. The trumpet just in there in the very intro, mm-hmm. and they're just little dots that yeah. they're just dropping. Like, yeah. I just love that. Yeah. It's the kind vibe, of the, bass, the feel. It's, it's playing like the bass roll, even it though it's in the upper octave. Man, I literally just added that to my covers playlist yeah. because it's so good. Yeah. It almost makes it feel older. Yeah. Like, it almost makes it feel like a 70s song instead of an 80s song. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of their, I mean, Lake Street Dive to me, they're making new music that sounds old. And yeah, the, and I mean that in a good way, best way possible. Best possible way, yeah. Like it sounds classic. Do you think that, for you personally, do you tend to prefer covers that strip things down rather than a cover that adds all kinds of new layers or energy? Mm. I've noticed that most of the ones that made my considerate list were that way. They were okay. either very different, or a big part of the difference was they were stripped down. Yeah. Because um, I think when you strip it down. I don't know. When you have a lot going on, you're you're leaning on arrangement. Mm-hmm. But when you strip it down, 
it then it reveals something. It reveals a talent in whatever is being played or yeah. whatever is being sung. And I think that's where a lot of like goodness can shine through in a song. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I don't know if this was mentioned earlier, but you're actually a musician. I am a musician. You play things. I do play things. You play all the things, kind of. I play many things, yes. You play piano. I do play piano. You play guitar. Yes. Do you have a preference between those two? Uh, Depends on what I'm doing. I mean, you're playing music. If I'm just messing around, (laughs) I'd rather play piano. Okay. Um, But if I'm doing something where I need to be singing, um, then I'd probably rather play guitar. It's easier for me to sing and play guitar than sing and play piano. All right. My second cover song. I'm ready. This one... um, I almost don't didn't include it because it's a little embarrassing. Okay. Um, but I will fight anyone who says this is not a good cover song. Oh boy. And it's not even. Uh, this goes back to that original idea of what what is a cover song. This is essentially just reproducing the same song with a different singer slash band. Okay. Um, so it's a very straightforward take, mm-hmm. but it is so good. Okay. And I, I happened upon it on YouTube. You're stalling. I'm stalling. Come on. Because, because I'm kind of embarrassed about it. It's okay. Uh, it is, the song is called Jolene, originally done by Dolly Parton. But by Miley Cyrus. But by Miley Cyrus. So good. Okay, let's no, listen to it. No fight needed. So good. <laughs> Jolene. It's just so good. Like, there's just so, so much power and clarity at the same time in her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I would not describe myself as a country music fan. Sure. So the Dolly Parton version, I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't listen to it regularly. Mm-hmm. But when I came across this, it was just like almost captivating, which yeah. again, feels weird to say about a Miley Cyrus cover song. But on the YouTube video, which is the only place that I can find it, has right. 144 million views on that video. It's quite a few. That's insane. Yeah. It's so good. Now is the cherry on top, it has your favorite drum beat. Now, okay, this is good. I'm so glad you mentioned this. I have started a playlist in Spotify called... I call it the Boomchuck playlist. Yeah. Um, it's not actually... A, I don't think it's actually technically a Boomchuck drum rhythm. I wouldn't know. But that drum rhythm is my favorite drum rhythm. Yeah. It's just... So, it's, just it, it's going somewhere. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's driving. It's locomotive. It's not overpowering. overpowering. It's locomotive. Yeah. It's It's just so... <laughs> it just feels good to my soul. Good. For it's sure. so good. That's a good choice. Um, but I'm saying this now because it's going to come up in the next, in my last song as well. I'm not a country music fan. Okay. But it just happens that I like some covers that include people in that part of the musical spectrum. That's okay. Now, I think I'm not one to defend country music because I'm not, I would not call myself a country music fan. I think when I think country, I think of pop country you know Toby Keith she thinks my tractor's sexy kind of Shania Twain yeah and I don't like it for many of the same reasons I don't like you know pop music like like top 40 pop music I don't like a lot of it yeah not there's nothing wrong with it it's fine um I like country even less because I dislike some of the instrumentation they use but Mm. I think there's some quote-unquote country artists that aren't that produce pop factory country stuff that have really good stuff yeah and so I think that's good. That would fall under that. You are far more nuanced about it than I am. Yeah, which maybe. is good. All right, Bob. Yeah. What is your third? Ooh, my third favorite cover song. My third one is the Civil War's "Billie Jean." Oh, I almost picked this one. It's so good. 
So the first time I heard it, it's almost so like, I don't know, I think. So it's originals by Michael Jackson. Originals by Michael Jackson, duh. Right? Yeah, and course. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan as yeah. a kid. Just huge. My first CD ever was Michael yeah. Jackson's native, Thriller. Native Hoosier. Native Hoosier. I don't I really ever think of that. <laughs> um, anyhow, right, yeah. So Billie Jean, it's a hit. Yep. It's the song that debuted the moonwalk. Like just this pop. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the early 80s, they had this, uh, it was a live television broadcast, Motown 25, celebrating 25 years of Motown, and there hmm. were all these performances, and the Jackson 5 reunited after years of being apart because wow. of Discord and whatever, yep. and so, but Michael Jackson's condition to Barry Gordy was like, hey, I'll do it with my brothers, but if I do, you need to give me a solo slot. And so he gives him a solo slot, he dances and sings Billie Jean, and he debuts the moonwalk, wow. and people lose their crap. Well, of course they do. Because it's the moonwalk. It's amazing. I know. So it ushers in almost like the height of Michael Jackson's King of Pop yep. era, right? So who would touch it, right? Like, who would touch <laughs> the song? Um, but I was just, I was at work one day, and a friend of mine on his own was like, dude, you gotta look at this. And he shows me a video of the Civil Wars, just a guy and a girl, one guitar, two voices, singing Billie Jean, and it's just completely different, and yeah. it's hauntingly beautiful. Yes. And it made me listen to more Civil War stuff, and all of their stuff is just yeah. gorgeous. It's like somehow their brains and voices just work as one. Yeah. And they sing, it just, whatever, they sing so well together, it's just unbelievable. Um, and so, yeah, so it made my top three. That's so good. I can listen to it, and it is nothing like the original, and I don't want it to be. Right. And it doesn't... You can't even compare it to the original, no. really. It's just yeah. this interesting, weird 80s pop source material to make this 2000s stripped down, gorgeous, whatever. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk more about the Civil Wars in a minute, but okay. let's listen to it first. People always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. No. She came and stood right by me with a smell of sweet perfume. It happened much too soon. She called me to room It's haunting and it's rich and it feels effortless. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just so good. So yeah, we uh, civil the civil wars. They're not together anymore. Right. Irreconcilable differences, if I remember correctly. I don't. Um, and I think a lot of people thought that they were married, like they were a married couple, just because of how well they, just the chemistry and whatever's coming through their voices. Yeah. They're not. They weren't yeah. married. Never were. Um, but they had a f somewhat public, not pleasant breakup Ugh. four or five years ago. I did not know this. Um, and they've both gone on to produce their own in, uh, solo work. Mm -hmm. um, but Civil Wars in general are really, really good. So good. That's a good one. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with you that you don't want it to be anything like the original. Yeah. Because the original doesn't need to be touched. Right. And this is a great example of stripping stuff down to let the talent shine. Yes. Like, I don't want... I don't There's want almost any, nothing left. I don't want any more instruments to get in the way no. of what's going on there. Yeah, you adding to it would take away from it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so my last one, my yes. third on my list of three favorite cover songs. Notice two of your three are country. So I know. I'm now it's choosing so to believe strange. you're a country music I know. Fan. So this, uh, let me take you back to the year of 2002. YouTube uh, might have been a thing. I don't think so. If it was, it was in, in, in its infancy. infancy yeah. um, Facebook did not exist. Right. Twitter did not exist. Right. Um, the internet was like AOL hometown pages and yeah. GeoCities still. Hotmail. Hotmail was the thing. Um, and when this song came out, it blew my mind. 
and the and part of the reason why it blew my mind is is like the mixture of lyrics and the singer and, and everything goes with it. But then also the music video that goes with it is incredible. Okay. But the only way to watch a music video in 2002 for this particular song is to turn on CMT and put it on mute. Oh boy. And wait till this song would come back up so you could see the video and hear the song again. Wow. Because it's just so good. I'm very intrigued. It's hurt. Sung by Johnny Cash. Okay. A cover of Nine Inch Nails yeah. and Trent Reznor. Yeah. When Trent Reznor first heard that Johnny Cash wanted to cover the song that he wrote called Hurt, mm-hmm. Trent Reznor said, no, right. we're not going to give him rights to do it. Because he just couldn't imagine that Johnny Cash would do this well. Mm-hmm. But when he heard Johnny Cash sing it, he instantly, just like on the spot, signed off wow. and said, yes, you can have the rights to do this. Okay. It's, especially because Johnny Cash, and I think this is another one where it comes into like stage of life or mm-hmm. stage of career. Mm-hmm. This is the end of Johnny Cash's career. It's just a few years before he dies. Yeah. He's old. He's frail. Um, I think Rick Rubin is the producer who comes in to help like just put out one or two last albums, almost reflective and a retrospective looking back. Sure. Um, and then the music video, it's all in black and white. And there's shots of like this old worn down Johnny Cash museum and just piles of memorabilia and stuff. And then there's just old, frail, can't even stand up Johnny Cash. Wow. And the lyrics match with the images, match with his voice. It's just, I think it's just standalone. One of the most potent songs yeah. ever. Um, but absolutely one of the best cover songs of all time. Try to kill it all away. But I remember everything. What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away In the air The the whole song, it just builds. Mm -hmm. I mean, it still feels fragile. It still feels like it could falter at any moment. But just like that pounding piano in the background, and it just builds, and you can feel it, and then it just drops off at the very end. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. All right. So those are our lists. Yes. I had, uh, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker covering the Beatles, mm-hmm. Jolene, Miley Cyrus covering Dolly Parton, right. and Hurt with Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor. Right. Your three were? And I had uh, Under My Skin by Frankie Valli the Four Seasons covering Frank Sinatra, Rich Girl, Lake Street Dive covering Hollow Notes, and then Billie Jean, Civil Wars covering Michael Jackson. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, we've got one last thing to do before we go, but okay. let me just mention that if anybody who's listening to this uh, has your own favorite cover songs that we haven't talked about, yeah. I would love to hear what those are. So um, find us on Twitter. I, I think the Twitter account's still open for this, at List3Things, I believe. Or you can just find me, Adam, at Adam Baus. Um, or, Bob, you've got Twitter. You're on the Twitters. I am on Twitter. Uh, Do you want to tell people what your Twitter handle it's is? At Bob Thompson eighty two. Okay, there you go. There it is. Um, so yeah, share with us your favorite cover songs, or just tell us how right we are about our six. Now, okay, so you said we had one more thing. Can I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can we an honorable mention? Bring it. Segment. Bring it. So here are songs that made my list that did not make the top okay. three. Uh, John Mayer has a great live version of Free Fallen. Oh, he does. That yeah. is really good. That's similar to the Ben Folds. Tiny Dancer, where it's just like a straight take. Kind of. The melody's different. The melody's oh, you know a little he different. He changes it. He does. Um, which is something he changes the melody mm. on his own songs when he does them live. Right. Like, it's just something he does. R.I.P. Tom Petty. R.I.P. indeed. Uh, ben Folds 5 has a really fun version of Video Killed the Radio Star. 
Okay, I don't think I've heard that one. Really fun. Here's one I really struggled with, because this is one of my more favorite songs. So Stevie Wonder has a song called For Once in My Life, mm-hmm. one of his yep. hits. Um, he was not the original singer of that. Really? So like a year or two before, some woman named, I've got it right here on my phone, Barbara McNair okay. sings For Once in My Life, and it's a slow ballad. Interesting. And it's nothing compared to Stevie's version, so that almost made my top three. Yep. But I don't think anyone in the world considers that a cover because the really only popular version yeah. was so, one. So related to that, um, speaking of Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Yeah. Cover song. Okay. But nobody knows the person that sang it two yeah. years previously. And so that makes, so does it even count? I know. Does it count as a cover if it's not public knowledge that it's a cover? I would say yes, because I bet if you if you poll the audience, most major, I would say the majority of people in America would not know that Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is a cover song. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. And I think that's important, so I would still include it as a cover. But in, in your example here with Stevie, I don't I don't think that's a cover song. But it was recorded before he recorded it. I know. So so where's the line? Yeah, it's a good call. I don't know. We um, don't have to solve that problem. We don't. Stevie Wonder also covered the Beatles' We Can Work It Out. Yep. Amazingly different. And then there's an artist named David Mead. He covered Michael Jackson's Human Nature. Okay. And it's acoustic and it's really pretty. Gotcha. So. Good. Another one I would mention. This was actually one of my favorite covers for a long time. Uh, do you remember Natasha Bedingfield? The name's vaguely familiar. Like 2003. Um, Did she have a hit? Unwritten. Yeah. You yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. She had three or four. Okay. But she did a cover of Coldplay Scientist. Huh. And it's really, really good. Piano, uh, sort of ethereal, stripped down kind of a feel. Sure. Um, I really like it. But there's a band, and by a band I mean a person who's who publishes music under the name of Sleeping at Last. Okay. Um, and he's super prolific, creating tons of music, but he has two cover EPs. Okay. And so he covers, let me just look this up, The Safety Dance. Ooh. Or 500 Miles. Huh. Um, he's just got like 15 or 20, and he just releases them as cover volume one, cover volume two. And he's been on like Grey's Anatomy, and he's had music on uh, The Voice and American Idol and all this kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just a really unique voice, and I love, I am almost universally love when he does cover songs. Yeah, I like the idea of that project. So Reliant K, one of my more favorite bands, yep. has an album called K is for Karaoke, and it's a whole album oh, of cover songs. Oh, that's good. And they do, good, they do One Headlight by The Wallflowers. Yes. Um, they do uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Of course they but do. But it's, you know, it's, it's different, and it's their take, and it's fun. Yes. So I like that idea. Love it. Okay. So in this, this being season two, season two, uh, each time I have an episode with a guest, I have a series of four questions that I'm going to ask the guests that you just have to answer on the spot. I've not given these to you ahead of time. You have not. And so you take the time you need to answer these. Okay. Um, this is sort of like a rapid fire section. So, so it's rapid fire, but I can take my time. You know, uh, there's some tension in that <laughs> and you just have to rest in the tension. Okay. Okay. So first question, what was the first tape or CD that you owned? I know for a fact the first compact disc I ever purchased was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Hmm. I owned lots of cassettes before that. Okay. Um, I would have to say my first cassette would have either have been a Jackson 5 cassette mm-hmm. or uh, a Weird Al one. Weird Al. Yeah. Second question. What was your first concert? First concert was Billy Joel. Billy Joel? Yeah. Mom's, oh my, my gosh. My mom took me when I was in fifth grade. Lucky. So I grew up playing piano, right? Yep. Um, and this was fun. Like, so Ben Folds almost made my top three because he's got a handful of covers. Uh-huh. And they're like nostalgic for me because I was the kid growing up playing pop songs on the piano because mm. I could play by ear. 
Um, but I was super into piano, super into Billy Joel. Yeah, fifth grade, my mom took me to go see him at Market Square Arena. That's in amazing. R.I.P. Market Square Arena. Phenomenal. Oh, man. I, I, that's like... I don't know if he's still touring anymore. I feel like maybe he did he a... Is. is he? Yeah, I mean, he has recent... Within the last year, I know Man. he has. I think in his day, he was crazy popular. I feel like he's slowly being forgotten. I don't know. I think he's still selling out stadiums. Is he? Yeah. But is it all like boomers? I think and it like, could largely And like be. Gen whatever we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's fair. I just he, hasn't, he hasn't released a new pop... He hasn't released a pop no. record since 93. Holy cow. I think River of Dreams was his 25 last. years ago? And that was, the, that was the tour. I saw him on was the River, River of Dreams, Dreams tour. Man, 25 years. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. What's the last thing you listened to? Ooh, well, it was today. What? Okay. So, on the drive over here? Um, I took a break from listening to covers. There's this band called Wolfpack that I've talked to you about. Yes. So I was listening to Wolfpack. a song of theirs called Corey Wong. Can you spell that for us? V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. That's good. Yeah. Instrumental, okay. funk, really good stuff. Last question. Yep. What's your favorite decade of music? If you had to pick just one decade to listen to Man. for the rest of your life, what decade would you pick? Man. This, this decade's close enough to being finished that if you wanted to pick this decade, you could. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say 80s. Yeah? I think so. Why? There's diversity there. So, like, I like the 80s sound. I was... There's, there's just so much there. There's a lot of Billy Joel. Yep. I love me some Billy Joel, Elton John as well. Michael Jackson, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is, I feel like this isn't a popular thing to say. I really like Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> really, really like them. Yeah. That music puts me in a really good mood. Yeah. There's just a lot there. But as soon as I commit to one, then I feel sad about neglecting all the other decades. I don't know. Maybe that's just the, maybe that's just the nature of the question. Huey Lewis was actually the second concert I ever went to. Really? Yep. Man. Yep. He they... was playing at the end. This is like a weird humble brag. I mean, it's probably not even a humble brag. It's just a brag. <laughs> um, I was 16. I finished running my first marathon. Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> and the after party was Huey Lewis. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And is there any other band you would have rather partied with after Probably not. No. I mean, especially as a massive fan of Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. And that's where I became familiar with his music. But then yeah. my dad was a huge Huey Lewis and his fan. So there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. Bob, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a delight. It was.